You're listening to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. My name is Sammy Reyes, and as a college student and entrepreneur, I'm always looking for a little more passion in my life. On this podcast, my guests and I will teach you the tools to help you fashion your passion. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I am super excited for today's episode because we are jamming out all about personal development. I am here with mindset coach Alexa Martin, and I am super excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Absolutely. Can you just tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I'm Alexa. I am a mindset and life coach, and I help go getters, high achieving women get out of their own way, embrace confidence, and create the life of their dreams. Yeah, absolutely. I want to first dive into sort of how you got to where you are today, touching on sort of your mental health journey and just like your journey in general. If you could just start talking about that, it'd be great. Totally. So I was in college, honestly, when I first got introduced to the world of personal development right at the end of my college journey. It was almost by chance. So my roommate suggested to me to read this mindset book. And I hated reading, but for some reason I took her up on the offer and read that book. And it was like one of those moments when all the light bulbs go off and you just realize there's a whole other way of living out there that you didn't even know of. So it was just one of those moments for me. And that was when I first started really getting into personal development. I just committed to myself. Honestly, I I was like, I want to be the type of person who works out no matter what. I want to be the type of person who fuels my body in a way that feels really good. I want to be the type of person who reads mindset books, who does personal development. Like I just knew I wanted to be that person. And that was who I became. But before that, I was very high anxiety. I was honestly just constantly seeking validation outside of myself in everything I did. And because of that, I had experienced an eating disorder. So it wasn't like my whole life. I I always wanted to be this person. It really was when I read that book and saw other people kind of living a different sort of way and just seeing how happy and confident and embodied they were. And I just knew I wanted that for myself too. Yeah. And how did you sort of start that process? Like, I mean, I'm going to assume that it wasn't just like a, you know, hop, skip and jump into going in the gym every day and stuff like that. But how is that process starting out? And really, how did you maintain it? So it started out with a spin class. (laughs) I just, that just clicked for me. And I think it's so important for everyone to find movement that they really enjoy, right? Like when we think of working out or moving our bodies so often, we're just like, Oh, I don't want to run or I don't want to go to the gym. And it's so important to find something that you actually like and you actually want to do. Right. I see people get this wrong all the time in personal development of like telling themselves they're going to do these things that deep down, they don't even want to do. Like if you really get to the core of it, they don't want to do it. They're only saying they're going to do it because they feel like they should. And it never works that way. So first of all, finding something that you actually enjoy and you actually want to do, which for me was spin. And that's where it started. So I started working out through spin a lot. I started eating very differently. I started to read a ton of mindset books. I was like in the bathroom, right? So I got introduced to it at the end of my college 
career. So I started my corporate job. I was like in the bathroom of my corporate job reading mindset books. Like I just loved it. And then I started working with coaches as a client. And that's where things really changed. I think listening to podcasts and reading books is awesome and super important. And I still do it and always will. But if you really want to grow, you have to actually do something. And it's like, you can listen to 10 different podcasts, but unless you actually do something that they tell you to do, nothing's going to change. And so when I started to work with coaches, that was when things, you know, really started to change for me because I was just implementing all these changes and you have the support system of other women and you don't feel alone. And there's just so many great things that come from working with coaches, therapists, anything like supportive communities. So that's a little bit of what it kind of looked like for me. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the more people you have like in your corner, the easier it is for you to like ease in or even just go full force into like completely resetting your life or even just moving on into a different sort of career for a sense. You mentioned you were in corporate and now you're, you know, sort of working for yourself. So what How did that transition become? Where was that like moment where you're like, this is something that is possible for me? So day one of my corporate job, I walked in and it was like an, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) just like a no, 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 this is not like, I am such a, just, there's a lot of energy and then you get to a corporate job and it's like putting like a lion in a cage. Like, it's like, no way that's not happening. And everyone's just like grumpy. And when's the next round of coffee coming? And like, I'm just like, what's everyone's win today? It was not going to happen. So I knew from the start, it wasn't for me. And I feel really blessed that I was working with coaches, honestly, from the start of my corporate job, that I was able to set boundaries and do the things I needed to do to not like feel burned out by it, to not get brought down by the people around me. And I think it was just from working with so many coaches that I just saw like, well, they can do it, I can do it right? It's what we call expanders in the world of manifesting. (laughs) We all love manifesting these days. (laughs) It's like, if I hear that word, I'm like, "Eh." but for real, I mean, it's that idea of like seeing to believe, like you see someone else doing it, you identify with them in some capacity and you just realize like, if they can do it, I can do it too. So I think just working with people and, you know, hearing their journeys, hearing where they came from and just saying like, okay, well, I can do this too. I actually came to Mexico where I am now for a workshop on online business building. And that's when the ball really started rolling. (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy to me how many people will go into a corporate job right after college and then one year, two years down the line, they'll sort of transition into doing their own thing. Because they realize, like you said, like, it's just, yes, obviously, like, people find their way in corporate America, and, like, it's fine and dandy, and they love it. But also, there are a lot more people, especially nowadays, where it's, like, they don't like being sort of in this box. You know, they want to do their own thing. They want to have their own hours. And it's just, for me, it's, like, I don't know, the fact that, like, I sort of, like, stepped over that like you know that whole experience because like for me like I'm still in college but I'm also 
pursuing entrepreneurship, right? So it's like, I don't even have to worry about the fact that like, I have to go from a corporate job, then I'll discover, you know, it just, it's so enlightening for me to hear these stories of people who like did the linear path and now are off it. I don't know. I just had to comment on that, but I really want to dive into sort of how to practice personal development in college. And the thing with that, it's like, when I say personal development, it's like, it sounds so cliche and cheesy and stuff like that. But for me, it's really about, and this is going to sound even more cliche, but like becoming the better version of yourself, right? And like, not the way like you see it on social media and stuff like that, but the way you want it to be seen. And so I want to hear sort of your thoughts on that, how sort of kids in college who say, if this is just survival mode and I don't want to like, I guess do any more than that, how they can sort of implement different practices into their day-to-day lives. Totally. And I actually work with quite a number of college students. So I see you guys. I know what it's (laughs) like. I see you. I feel you. I think there's a few things that people can start to work on. The first, and this is a big thing that I see with a lot of the women that I work with who are in college, is learning how to be intentional with your time. And not just doing all the things or doing what your friends are doing or doing what you feel like you should be doing, but really getting intentional with, okay, like what matters to me? What are actually my priorities right now? Because you have classes, you have clubs, you have friends, you maybe have a sorority, whatever it may be. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of competing priorities. And you really have to get honest with yourself and ask like, okay, well, what's the most important to me right now? And start to live in alignment with your authentic self and in alignment with your true intentions, because that's what's going to feel really good to you. When you're doing things that you don't actually want to be doing, and then because of that, you're missing out on the things that you deep down do want to be doing. That's when you start to you know, face anxiety, for example, stress, different emotions can pop up because of that. So really starting to learn how to live with intention. And I think in order to be able to do that, you have to really develop a practice of connecting with yourself. And maybe this is through journaling, through meditation, just through time alone, just introspection, asking, what do I want? Because if you're so busy running from one thing to the next, and maybe you're not running from one thing to the next, but during your downtime, you're scrolling on Instagram you're never going to have the chance to get in connection with your intuition. You're never going to have the chance to really know who you are because you're just keeping yourself so distracted by everything around you. So you can start with just five minutes a day, honestly, of just silence. Like how crazy does that sound? Five minutes a day, no phone, no computer, nothing. Not going on a walk, just sit there in silence. Just imagine that. That can be a game changer. Because all these thoughts, all these ideas are going to start to pop up that never had the chance to otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And then on that note, like people who will start these practices, they'll be like, you know, they'll comment on the fact that there's so much resistance for them, right? And maybe it's they don't want to do it at all. Or maybe like it's when they go into these practices, like things come up. What is your advice for people who are like, I don't know how to navigate the resistance. I don't know where it's coming from. Or if they do know where it's coming from, they're like, I don't know how to stop it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I always say is what we resist is likely, not always, but likely what we need the most. 
just letting that one sink for a second. <laughs> what we resist is likely what we need the most. And I love that you mentioned getting curious on where the resistance is coming from, because it can be coming from a few different things. It can be coming from one, not knowing how to do the thing that you've set out to do, right? So you write down, I want to journal more, but you have no idea how to journal. And so you never do it. So it can be coming from one, not knowing how to do the thing that you want to do. It can be coming from two, just overcommitting. You have too much on your plate. And so something just keeps getting knocked off, or it can be coming from three in avoidance because you're scared of what's going to pop up. There can be tons of different reasons, but there's some sort of like avoidance that's happening there. So first of all, get clear on why you're resisting what it is you're resisting because how you can approach that resistance is different based on what the reasoning is behind it. So if it's because you don't know how to do something, then I mean, without talking to someone one-on-one, I'm just going to suggest to try Google or ask a friend or someone, you know, I, this is going to be very different case to case. So (laughs) I can't can't give blanket advice for what to do if you don't know how to do what you're trying to do. But, you know, let's try Google. Um, (laughs) The second, if you're overcommitting, then again, this goes back to the living with intention. You can start by just writing out everything that's on your mind, everything that's on your plate right now, and going through an exercise of shelf, allocate, let go, and then some things you'll keep. But write down everything that's on your plate, classes, social obligations, clubs, any thoughts that take up a lot of space in your mind. Maybe there's resentment in a particular relationship you're in, anger, anything that's taking up space in your world, just get it all out on a piece of paper. And then you want to really go shelf, allocate, let go, or prioritize. So maybe you kind of sort of want to do this club and you go every two weeks, but like, do you really want to do it? Like, no, you're just kind of scared of letting go of something because of comparison and FOMO. And it's like, okay, let's just put that on the shelf, put it on the shelf, put it out of your mind right? You just, it's really just like getting things out of your mind that don't need to be there because we create so much more stress for ourselves than we really need. So shelf, allocate, let go, prioritize. So that's if you're overcommitting to things. And then the last one, if you're avoiding, and again, this is where you're really going to want to work with someone, a therapist, a coach to get clear on why it is what you're avoiding. But again, I'll just say that what we're resisting is likely what we need the most. And you can spend a lifetime running from whatever it is that you're avoiding, but it's always going to be there. And if you really want to live your most authentic, most joyful, most embodied life, we're going to have to face the, I don't know if we can curse on here, but we're going to have to face the the shit that we don't want to. We're going to have to look at it, dig it up, face it. And I promise with my whole heart, you are going to live such a more joyful and peaceful life because of it. Absolutely. I agree. And I think a lot of resistance and sort of that, just that whole concept of, I don't want to do X or I, you know, just shouldn't be doing X is because people get so caught up in this comparison game, right? So-and-so is doing this, so I have to do it. Or so-and-so is doing that, so I should stop this that I'm doing. And I want to sort of know either your journey with comparison or sort of what you've seen through your clients and sort of how do you guide them through really letting go of the idea that someone else's life has to dictate yours? 
Yeah. I love this question so much. And I think that we've all heard this a thousand times, but with the rise of social media, comparison is just getting that much worse. Everyone's like, we know. We know social media is not going anywhere. We're still comparing ourselves. Thank you for telling us yet again. (laughs) Okay. One of the best questions to just ask yourself, write it on your mirror, write it on a post-it note, stick it somewhere, have it just in your back pocket is what else might be true. Because we really don't know. We really don't know what's going on in other people's lives. And I like I do a lot of group mastermind things with business building. There's a lot of comparison in business building. And it's like, well, yeah, Susie's killing the game in her business. But by the way, she has no friends and she's going through a divorce because of it. Right. So we really don't know what's going on in people's behind the scenes. And we have to just start stop glorifying other people's lives and just ask ourselves, what else might be true? What am I not seeing? And then just stay in our own lanes. I think that when you get really clear on who you are and you get really clear on where you want to go, everything else doesn't matter. Like when you know where you're going and you know who you are, that just breeds confidence in the decisions that you're making. When you're looking to others and feeling that comparison and looking for validation, that's coming from honestly a lack of self-awareness because you don't really feel clear in yourself. You don't really know where you want to go. And so you're trying to like seek answers outside of yourself. You're trying to look to others for guidance for where you want to go and going full circle back to moments of solitude, moments of silence. If you really want to know yourself and you really want to know where like you want to go, where your authentic self wants to go, you have to do it through a relationship with yourself. It's not going to come from anyone on the internet. (laughs) It's not going to come from your friends, your family, from anything. It's going to come from you. It's going to come from within. And when you know, like, you'll know. And I'm sure you know this. You're podcasting in college. You're like, you know where you're going. You know your worth. And I like, I just want that for everyone. Just spend time getting to know yourself and getting to know like where you want to go. And I promise it's going to breed confidence in everything that you do. Yeah. How would you guide someone to become more self-aware? It's a great question. What I coach people in my group coaching program, we go through four phases. And the first phase is developing awareness because we develop habits all day long. We live in habits and patterns. We just aren't aware of what we're doing. <laughs> so Mm, such a great question. It's so hard because I'm like, work with a coach, work with a therapist. Like, <laughs> I know. like that is like, honestly, if you really want to know yourself, like get guidance from someone else and they're going to help you so much. Yeah. But I think journaling is a great practice and just Google journal prompts. Don't sit down and try to self-report on your day. That's not going to help. Yeah. Google, like journal prompts about whatever it is that you're facing there's tons of free resources on that and start journaling. You'll get to know yourself. You'll dig up thoughts that you wouldn't have come across otherwise. And I think that's a great place to start. Yeah, absolutely. I love this all. I think there's some really great golden nuggets in here for sure. I'm like, take notes galore. But I wanted to roll into the final question because I like to keep these episodes short. That way, you know, college students will actually listen to them. and so. This question is something that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on. And based off of the title of the podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, 
what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? Stop settling for less than your worth. Stop settling for less joy, less peace, less love, less happiness. Just stop settling for less than you are worth. I see it everywhere all the time. And you are worth so much more than you are currently settling for. I love that so much. Where can people find you on the web and on social? Lay it all out for us. On Instagram, which is honestly the best place, you can find me at Alexa Kmart or my website is alexakmartin.com. And yeah, I love to connect with people, just yeah. hear about their journeys. It's so yeah. fun. It's super amazing, honestly. I love that about like social media and talking about social media. Like that's my favorite part of it. For those who are listening, all of that will be linked down below as well. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And Alexa, thank you so, so, so much for coming on today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. 